feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, it was another just wild news day. I mean, there's so many developments that are going on. We're going to talk about the fact that it looks like an indictment is coming against potentially Hunter Biden. That could be coming in the next few weeks. That coming from the special counsel. The question is, do you believe that this is sincere Do you believe this is just to sort of say, well, uh, we're working on something. We can't really hand over information to Congress because they know darn well that Congress, especially the House, is coming back next week. And probably in the next week or two, they will vote on whether there will be an impeachment inquiry of President Biden. And that, of course, would look into his son and his son's finances and a whole bunch of stuff. So there's a lot of can of worms there. Meantime, Fannie Willis in Georgia is like full steam ahead. Today, she already gave us a bit of a taste of what it is going to be like when the case happens there in Fulton County. She said... Get this, that, yeah, I know it's only really a few weeks away, but I think even as early as October 23rd, which is, again, right around the corner, she says, yeah, I think I could probably, you know, try President Trump and the 18 co-defendants. That ain't going to happen. But, boy, she is all about the publicity and all about getting it out there as much as she can Uh, It is a televised hearing in Georgia. We heard this sort of televised version today when she went before the judge. And you also heard a number of others sort of presenting all different sides. The co-defendants didn't have to be present. And we know that President Trump already entered into a not guilty plea, as did the others. But some of them are trying to, like, lump their cases together. Others are saying, no, this should definitely be in federal court. Um, And in the middle of all of this, Fannie Willis throws this one out. She said, first of all, it will be televised. She said that she has about 150 witnesses that she plans to put on the stand. She said it should probably only take about four weeks. There is no way in heck it's going to happen. The things she was throwing out were so ridiculous that even the judge, who seems quite favorable to Fannie Willis uh, by a lot of accounts, said, you know what? This just doesn't seem realistic. Uh, It's going to take at least twice as long. You're saying it's going to be, what, uh, four months? Uh, This is going to be a lot longer than that. There's no way in heck you're going to be able to get through 18 plus the president of the United States, the former president. Each of them has, like, different interests, different individual issues. Uh, They're going after the attorneys, as we know. So they're going to talk about whether the attorneys have a right to represent somebody and say even novel, you know, ideas. And in the middle of all this, of course, the Democrats are pushing for the 14th Amendment. And I was talking to Professor Dershowitz the other day. He's like, you know what? uh, You know, that provision is essentially reserved for the Civil War. You know, this is not for the issue of somebody tied to January 6th. And it comes after the president, remember, said, go peacefully and patriotically. Does that sound like somebody who was trying to, like, 
uh, you know, create, quote, insurrection in this country. I mean, you can tell they are pushing hard on this and they're going, wait a minute. They can't believe it when they're looking at the polls. They're like, this just doesn't seem correct. This just doesn't seem right. Wait a minute. You know, he gets this one charge and he goes up in the polls. He gets this other charge and he goes up in the polls. He gets this other one and he goes up in the polls. And also they're looking at what's happening as the walls are closing in clearly on the Biden family. I was talking earlier today with James Comer and also Jim Jordan. And both of them sure make it sound like an impeachment inquiry is right around the corner. And they know, you know, that time's of the essence, because what happens if, you know, say next November, what happens if the House loses from Republican hands and it goes to Democratic hands? Then they won't even have any investigative power. They won't have any chance at that point uh, to be able to do subpoenas and all that other stuff. So they see a real merit to why it's important to do it now. And the Democrats are looking at the polls and going, uh-oh, uh, we kind of have a bruised and very kind of, what's a nice word to say, addled, you know, president who's in office. And then you've got President Trump, who's only a few years younger, but he seems spry as a chicken. And the new polls just coming out. This is a CNN poll of all places. A CNN poll saying that President Trump is 52 percent, Ron DeSantis 18 percent, Nikki Haley 7, Mike Pence 7, Ramaswamy 6, uh, Scott 6, Christie 2, Doug Burgum and Larry Elder at 1. So you look at the numbers. Nikki Haley seems to be on the rise. Vivek seems to be a little bit lower. DeSantis doesn't seem to be doing any different. In fact, he's dropping in some polls. And Trump still has an enormous, enormous lead. And the Democrats are going, okay, well, maybe I should try the 14th Amendment route now. Maybe I should figure out some other sort of alternative. And that's why Fannie Willis is like, ah, maybe we should kind of full steam ahead. But Trump is doing the opposite. He's like, you know what? If I am going to be in some criminal case and it's going to be televised, well, guess what? I'm going to testify. So just a little bit ago, Trump said, you know what? If this goes to trial, if these different cases go to trial, he said, I have no problem testifying. Take a listen to what he said just a little bit ago. If you have to go to trial, will you testify in your own defense? Oh, yes, absolutely. You'll take the stand. That I look forward to. Because that's just like Russia, Russia, Russia. That's all the fake information from Russia, Russia, Russia. Remember when the dossier came out and everyone said, oh, that's so terrible, that's so terrible. And then it turned out to be it was a political report put out by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. They paid millions for it. They gave it to Christopher Steele. They paid millions and millions of dollars for it. And it was all fake. It was no, all I think fake. that obstruction no, charge is going to get to trial, Mr. President. I, I think that... Okay, if you do, and they ask you on, on the stand, did you order anyone to move boxes? How will you answer? I'm not answering that question for you, but I'm totally covered under the law. Okay. If you read the Presidential Records Act, just read it. You take a look at it. I'm totally covered under the law. It's a civil act. It's civil. Now, Biden had no civil act. The things he did are criminal. But the, he doesn't have a deranged person on his case. You know, they gave me deranged Jack Smith. 
derange Jack Smith. And there are already filings coming from the prosecution and Jack Smith and others saying, oh, we got to clamp down Trump. Is that fair? He is a candidate for the president of the United States. He's the leading candidate. And you're going to say, oh, well, maybe we'll just put a little clamp on him. How does that seem fair? How does that seem right? And in the middle of all this, of course, they're trying to do this whole 14th Amendment issue. And President Trump is coming out with the comments back. This is him and his team coming back just a little bit ago on this 14th Amendment claim saying this is nothing more than a blatant attempt by enemies of America to create false excuses and use lawfare to deprive voters of choosing their next president. Does he have a case? Here's what the 14th Amendment is. Just so you understand, the 14th Amendment says no person shall hold any office who, having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or give aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So does that open the door for Trump? And does it open the door for Biden and with his open border policies? You can make the case that that could have created a rebellion. You can make the case of him turning a blind eye to China, that that's opened the door. I think this is a really slippery slope, and the Democrats should be really careful at being so incredibly overzealous. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here is Adam Schiff on with Circle Back Saki, who knows a show on MSNBC, talking about the 14th Amendment. Listen to Adam Schiff. There's an argu- argument uh, circulating about whether the 14th Amendment that prohibits anyone, in, quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion from holding public office bars Trump from running for president. Now, this hasn't been tested in our system before. Uh, do you think what is your thought on whether that's a valid argument? I think it is a valid argument. Uh, you know, the 14th Amendment, uh, Section 3, is pretty clear. If you engage in acts of insurrection or rebellion against the government, or you give aid and comfort to those who do, you are disqualified from running. It doesn't require that you be convicted of insurrection. Uh, it just requires that uh, you have engaged in these acts. It's a disqualification from holding office again. Uh, and it fits Donald Trump to a T. It fits Donald Trump to a T. He has not been charged with insurrection. He's not been charged with rebellion. And you know what's interesting? There are now reports tonight that Jack Smith is going, "Uh uh-oh, maybe I should have gotten it in there and try to create it somehow, and that he might be looking to file new charges somehow of insurrection or sedition or something against Trump that could potentially fit in this window, even though people will go, wait a minute. This is, again, Alan Dershowitz, who voted for Biden and says he will still vote for Joe Biden. He says he's not going to vote for Trump, but he says he maintains that Trump should have the same constitutional rights as everybody else. And he says this is ludicrous. This is insane. And he's saying this is such a stretch by the Democrats and such an abuse of the Constitution. This is not what the Constitution says. 
He says this is reserved from someone who pulls up an army and does this. This would never be, he said, what they would have ever imagined our founding fathers to be in the situation of January 6th. That, he says, is insane, and it is such a stretch, and it is so unrealistic. So here is Senator Tim Kaine, uh, and just a few days ago, the Democrat, this is what he had to say. He said, yeah, the 14th Amendment sounds like a really good idea. We should have tried that all along. I I discussed this with colleagues at the time of the second impeachment, Um, George. I thought actually it might have been a more productive way to go than the second impeachment to to do a declaration under that section of the 14th Amendment. The language is specific. If you give aid and comfort to those who engage in an insurrection against the Constitution of the United States, it doesn't it doesn't say against the United States. It says against the Constitution. In my view, uh, the attack on the Capitol that day was designed for a particular purpose at a particular moment, and that was to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power uh, as is laid out in the Constitution. So I think there is a powerful argument to be made. My my sense is it's probably going to get resolved in the courts. I guess under that standard, you could say maybe these others who have challenged elections in the past, that they should be charged and they shouldn't be able to run. That somehow you should say, well, the 14th Amendment applies to Jamie Raskin, applies to Benny Thompson, applies to... How about Stacey Abrams, who still hasn't conceded the Georgia governor's race the first time? What about Hillary Clinton, who called Trump an illegitimate president, said the election was stolen from her? A lot of people were angry about that. You know, they they listened to Hillary Clinton. Maybe she caused. What about some of the folks on the streets of New York, the Black Lives Matter folks? They were seeming to take over the country in certain parts. They caused death and destruction. Should they be charged with the 14th Amendment or anybody who supported them? What about Kamala Harris, who told people to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which was bailing out these people at that time? I mean, the list can go on and on and on. That is ludicrous. Here is Trump's spokesperson, Liz Harrington. Listen to what she had to say. It's also interesting that they bring up the 14th Amendment, which also states that uh, has a clause in there about aiding and abetting the enemies of the United States. Well, who has done more to aid and abet our enemies than Joe Biden, who's given operational control of our border to the cartels and human traffickers, who gave away Afghanistan and killed 13 brave men and women uh, in the process, who's given away our energy independence while then uh, selling off our strategic reserves to China and, of course, take taken millions of dollars in bribes from our enemies. So if they want to go down that mm. road, there's plenty that we can use. There is plenty there that both sides can use. Be careful what you wish for if you start doing this. We're going to take your calls when we come back, guys. What do you make of this crazy 14th Amendment theory? Do you believe this is like, okay, well, all these other things haven't toppled them yet. Let's try something else because, boy, does Biden look damaged. you got two-thirds of the Democrats saying that President Biden should not run again. Those are people in his own party. Independents are also frustrated with the current president. And they're sort of in no man's land because they're not a big fan of Trump's either. You can see and you look in the polls. But right now the polls are neck and neck. And, boy, would they love anything to topple Trump. Because they're seeing that DeSantis is so far behind in second place. And they're saying this is not good. So let's try the 14th Amendment. Let's throw that dart. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 
8222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, the Democrats are trying every which way but loose and saying, well, you know, I know we've only uh, charged, what is it, 91 counts or something. Uh, It's only 5,000 years in prison. We need to get 6,000 years, you know. Uh, We don't have enough. So now they're looking, well, maybe we can find something in the Constitution that would automatically disqualify him because every time he gets charged, he goes up in the polls. He's still standing. And he actually widens the gap between the number two, which still is DeSantis, but Nikki Haley's closing in. Because I thought she, by the way, had a great debate performance in that last debate. Um, and there is going to be another one at the end of this month. So we'll see. Maybe it'll change the dynamics in the number two, three or four slot. We'll see. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And in the middle of all of this, Donald Trump says, guess what? If I am going to trial, he, of course, is trying to push this till after the election. And he's also hoping that none of these actually go to trial because he's going to be like, what, going to trial and then doing out a rally outside of the courthouse is a campaign rally and then come back the next day. I mean, this is just this is that's what this is all about. Bogging him down and the Republicans bogging them down. Meanwhile, you know, Biden will sit in his basement. You know, I mean, this is just crazy. So in the middle of all this, President Trump said, you know what, I can't wait. If I have to go to criminal court, if it ends up where it's on trial, you know, of course, things can get thrown out. They can get moved up to federal court. There's, it could be, you know, appeal after appeal after appeal. But if it ends up being that, I'm going to testify. Boy, would that be one for the record books, especially in that Georgia case where it is cameras in the courtroom. That is going to be must-see TV. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Line four. Go ahead, Dom. Yeah, Rita, everybody seems to forget that Trump is the ultimate showman on TV. So, the, you know, the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. So the ultimate triumph for Trump after he's sworn in on January 25th, would be to say, Biden, you are fired, and you and your apprentice, Hunter, are pardoned. Now go to your basement, enjoy the American dream with Hunter. Wow. So, Dom, you packed a lot in there. Okay, first off, I, I like the apprentice references. Those were very effective. <laughs> um, what do you think that it's headed towards some sort of potential maybe impeachment of the current president, and also it looks like, you know, at least the gun charge, technically the gun charge is a felony. We'll see if it goes to that on Hunter. But so far we're not hearing anything on, like, any of the foreign, you know, foreign uh, activity reports. This is the basically the foreign uh, lobbying charge. That's the FARA charge. We haven't heard a lot about some of these other things uh, that he was tied up with. So we'll see. Where, where do you see it going? Do you see an impeachment? Do you see a charges? Where do you see it going? couple of things real quick. I, I think they're trying to hurry up this trial because they don't want it to hang around during election season because uh, if they are able to indict Hunter for on a smaller, lesser charge, hopefully people will be somewhat satisfied. Okay, at least we got something going because all the charges against him are really, really serious. And they want to get him on probably the least culpable charge like the gun charge. 
and they're trying to get away with with the you know the the or, original agreement that he as close to the original agreement he was made that was rejected as possible. So and I think as far as the Fourteenth Amendment, he didn't say uh, what is that word I'm looking for? Insurrection. 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 Yeah, he didn't say insurrection. So I don't know. It's going to be a really uh, you know high bar for them to be able to com- you know convict him. And, 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 to, and to equate it with the Civil War, you know, essentially, that's what they're doing, Dom. I mean, that's what's that's what's so, so crazy. And, and Dom, to your first point, where you talked about the Hunter charges, I agree. First of all, I don't trust David Weiss because we've already seen how he was ready to settle for that plea deal till the lid was blown off. So I wonder what's really in the works here. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great law enforcement, our men and women in blue. A beautiful story coming from Spokane, Washington where Deputy Britton Morgan was tasked with contacting citizens and also urging them to evacuate ahead of a roaring wildfire. Uh, the deputy is being heralded for great work during very trying conditions. The fire, which started on August 18th, has caused rapid and sweeping devastation in the area. Deputy Morgan's body cam recorded the entire harrowing experience for the department as they tried to convince the last citizens who remained in their homes to please evacuate immediately. After one last citizen refused to leave with Morgan, he and other deputies escorted people away from the area and after following them in their vehicles to make sure that they got out. Heavy smoke and encroaching fire added to the fear and also confusion of the situation because it is extremely confusing. After the deputies made it through the flames crossing the highway, Deputy Morgan showed care and empathy despite the intensity of the grave situation. He greeted frantic residents they had contacted and met with, including the one who at first refused to leave and said, it is time to get out and help that person indeed escape. The fire, by the way, so far is estimated to have killed one person there in Spokane, Washington, and scorched at least 10,000 acres of land. And so far, uh, most people are doing okay because of the great work that happened with law enforcement alerting people to get out in the nick of time. Well, today we are talking about President Trump and uh, the Georgia prosecutor, good old Fulton County Fanny. She is saying that Trump and the 18 co-defendants basically will be tried together at this point. Um, Some of the co-defendants want to be tried together uh, separately, like two of them do. Two attorneys want to. They say they should have a separate trial. So far, they haven't been allowed to be severed from the case, if you will. There was a hearing today. But the big question is, 
Will they all be trialed together, all 19 of them? And President Trump is saying in the middle of all this that if it comes to it and it comes to a criminal trial, he will testify. Do you think that that's just smoke and mirrors? He's just saying that and he's going to change his mind when it really comes to it. I'm sure uh, any attorneys that are working with him are going, oh, no. You know, on one hand, you could say, you know, it's not a good idea to have somebody testify. Usually you don't want your client to testify. On the other hand, uh, if Trump did nothing wrong and he's confident he did nothing wrong, um, he certainly is a good communicator. He looks in the jury's eyes and says, here's what I believed. Here's especially on the election case. I was told this. I believe this. This was my belief from my experience. He's allowed to have beliefs. It could be case closed. Could he be the one that turns the case around for him? A very effective person on the stand can do it. It's a tough act, but a very effective communicator can do it. We just talked about The Apprentice. He certainly is not uh, fearful of cameras. And in fact, he's like, bring it on. He feels like let the world see what we knew, what information we had, why we made this conclusion, what my information was. And then he believes he will be exonerated. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony, line six. Tony, your thoughts. Hi, Rita Cosby. You know, I think it's such an exciting time because right now we're getting to relive history. And when I say that, this is what I mean. I mean that many of us in America haven't really recently studied our history our our Civil War history and what our country went through. And for me, I did my deep dive just to connect all the dots. And here's where I came out. Living in the post-COVID, the COVID and the post-COVID era, I have been so familiar with all my amendments because these amendments are all the things that the Democrats are taking away from us. My freedom of speech, my right to bear arms. So never in my life have I been more keen to what my rights are. And I think a lot of people feel that way. We don't want our rights taken away from us. So when we look at what's going on with this 14th Amendment, it's very clear to me that anyone who has a sense of history and we could read about it, it's there to read. We fought a war because 13 states, 14 states did not want to be in our union. They did not want to be part of us. And they, they did not want to be part of us because of one topic, and it was slavery. And we all agree on that, and everybody has their different feelings. But we're basically dealing with the mentality of the same people. And the reason this 14th Amendment came into play is that after the war was over, we all know President Lincoln, what a tragedy, like our first tragedy, he was killed. And so when he was killed, there was this same thing that's going on now. We do not want, he was killed because they did not want to lose power, the Democrats at that time. You know, and, and, and you know, and you know, Tony, you talk about just the divisions in general in the country. Um, yeah. and, and you're right. We, we are in a divisive time. Thank goodness. Um, I, I pray we're not in that kind of a time, but I will say, um, you think about, as we're going back to the 14th Amendment, and you just talked about the Civil War, think about what was happening in the country at that time. And, and, yeah. and the, yeah. you know, so many people losing their lives uh, fighting over yeah. those issues. And that's when that was coming into play. Uh, now, fast forward, Tony, just to keep you focused, fast forward, 
Um, how do you see this equating uh, to modern times? Is there any equation or are Democrats in, on another planet trying to somehow put this together and say that moment is like January 6th? That's what they're saying. Well, what I'm saying, Rita, is that it's the complete opposite, because the Democratic Party was the reason we had the 14th Amendment, because when that was going on, they did not want slavery to stop. And they were killing people because of it. Everyone down south who tried to help restore the the situation, they would kill them. And that was the KKK. And so that's where the 14th Amendment came in. The Democratic Party, as Mark Levin says, they hate America and they want to destroy it. And here's the time, Rita, where I feel they've gone too far. They're bringing up a lot of bad history, history that happened because of them, and they need to be stopped. And President Trump is the man who could do it. Is well, that that's, fast enough? Well, that's why, by the, and Tony, thank you very much for the call. That's why they just feel like they can't stop them. And that's why I think... Like you said, I mean, to go back to, uh, you know, the 14th Amendment and say, oh, well, he doesn't qualify of this. I mean, even after all the trials that we have seen so far, uh, you know, uh, he has not been charged with insurrection or rebellion. You know, I mean, it, it just doesn't fit. And and you so eloquently described, obviously, just that horrible time in American history. Um, and I think Lincoln was such an, a, a courageous, uh, amazing human being and president and uh, think about how he changed the course of history um, and, and so powerfully and so much for the better. You know, I mean, amazing what he has done and, and that great sacrifice. And to be able to somehow equate that moment, which is what the 14th Amendment was carved during and for, really, I should say, for that moment to suddenly say, OK, well, that's the same as, you know, a group of people um, who were, you know, uh, you know, the, the only person who was, you know, who was killed on, you know, on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt, you know, and that was the woman, uh, the veteran who was unarmed herself. You know, I mean, I mean, give me a break. This is crazy, crazy. Tony, thank you. Let's go to Jacqueline, line five. Jacqueline, uh, is it, is it apples and oranges? I, I thought, you know I thought, I thought Tony so eloquently described the moment and you go, wait a minute, that's not January 6th. Right. No, uh, Tony always has uh, excellent points to make. Uh, I, I always like what she has to say and she's very informative. Um, as far as uh, I, I think you were absolutely correct in what you stated, Rita, that that 14th Amendment, uh, that actually applies to Joseph Biden. Um, but we all know that there is no one that is going to be able to hold them, hold him accountable. Congress is doing the best that they can with what they have. But again, everything has to eventually go through the Senate and has to go to the president. So it's n- nothing. Nothing is going to come of it. it nothing is going to come to fruition. As far as President Trump testifying on his own behalf, absolutely the best thing he can do. However, they're not going to allow that to happen either. They're going to cut him off just like they've done in debates. They're going to silence him. They're going to interrupt him. They're not going to let him get his point across. Um, and I, by the way, Jacqueline, as- I think they're going to try to get under his skin, too, you know, because that's why, you know, like the Chris Christie's and all these other people uh, want to be on the debate stage with Trump because they want to try to, like, get him, you know, get him jazzed a little bit. They're going to say something probably totally had nothing to do with the trial. I'm saying the prosecutor, something so insulting. You know, uh, you know, when you were uh, seven years old, you did this. 
you know, or your mother calls you a blank or whatever. That's easy to do. That's very easy to do because that's what they do best. They slice and dice and dissect all of the laws of this country to suit their MO. They trample on the Constitution. They trample on the Bill of Rights. They contort and destroy everything to their advantage. So, I mean, it's no surprise. And, And you have to expect them to do what they do. Snakes bite. And that you have to expect that they're going to bite. Yeah, and uh, they are going to bite hard. Uh, You're right. I think they're going to try to find some way. But, boy, it would sure be fascinating, Jacqueline, if we see that moment and if, indeed, he testifies. I mean, that would be, uh, I think, one of the most extraordinary moments to see him there on the stand. Everybody would be tuning in. You know, Trump, he'd be like, oh, the ratings were huge. He'd be like, forget the criminal case. How are the ratings? You know, he'd be like, hey. And then he'd look at the jurors and say, wait a minute. No, 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 no. You know, I mean, I, it just, it, I can just see the moment. Um, and I, and it would go on for a long time, too, you know, because there'd be so many questions about all these other cases. I mean, this is just, it is really, really um, a remarkable moment. And I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's, you know, even though most attorneys, by the way, that are representing defendants, as he is in this case, in these four cases um, and others, but in these cases in particular, they would probably not want him to testify, I would bet. Uh, but I don't see I, don't, I almost don't see anything holding him back. I see him saying, look, I've been waiting for this moment. I have always believed this. That's why I told people to go investigate this and go investigate that. I still believe it to this day. And I want to look the jury in the eye. It actually may be the most important thing in the world for him to do that. Um, and, and actually, I think it could turn the case around in a big, big way. Let's go to Norm. Line six. Norm, what do you think? Should he testify? Should he not? You know, I think he should testify. But uh, this is what's been on my mind. I've been, I've been hearing, you know, the, the hatred, the peak of derangement syndrome coming out of people like Schiff and some of the other Democrats. And I, I think an absolutely worthy question for somebody like a Peter Ducey, who actually does have access to these people, would be ask them, would they support the death penalty for Donald Trump if he's found guilty of all these insurrection and stuff? And I'd, I'd like to I'd like to hear a response. I'd like to because I, I'm starting to feel that their inevitable hatred is 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 going to go that way. Just because emotions are, you know, so high. And you know what? I do think the vitriol and the hyperbole from the other side um, is dangerous. And I think you bring up a good point. You know, it's interesting. They are making it sound like it's Trump's vitriol that's dangerous. I think their actions are also, um, you know, and obviously everybody has to make the decisions at the ballot box. That's where, you know, Mm -hmm. frustration should come nowhere else. Um, and to be able to vote for who you want to vote for or, or not vote for the person or stay home, whatever the case is. But um, there are such high emotions right now, and, and people just need to stay calm and stay focused on how to be able to change that. And that's getting good people in office that have your values and care about the country and care about defending the country. I mean, there's so many issues right now, and, and you're right. I mean, they do seem... Uh, just very desperate to try anything at the, especially from, uh, let's try this constitution. Let's try that. Let's try this. Um, I think we are in for the next few months to be a little bumpy, sadly, the next uh, year plus. Uh, and I think, uh, the United States, we just, you know, you got to pray for this country. You got to pray that things work out because 
it is still a great country, but we're starting to look like a banana republic, and that is a huge, huge, huge concern. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And everybody, the 9-11 anniversary, the commemoration services, again, are taking place. I can't believe it has been 22 years. That's next week. And I remember meeting Frank Siller uh, soon after 9-11, after he lost his brother, who was a heroic firefighter, Stephen Siller. And, of course, he was the inspiration for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And the big Tunnel to Towers Foundation walk run is coming up on Sunday, September 24th. And all of us here at WABC Radio, our flagship station, are encouraging all of you great loyal listeners and patriotic listeners to donate to our individual teams. So you can go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com. That's walk.ritacosbyonline.com. Click on my picture and donate. All the proceeds go to Tunnel to Towers Foundation, such an incredible organization that makes an enormous difference. Please help me raise the most money here at the station for the amazing Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run. Let's never forget those that help America's heroes. And the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is incredibly special and near and dear to me and so many of you. Let's raise lots of money, please, for our veterans, for our first responders and 9-11 victims. So go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com, walk.ritacosbyonline.com. Click on my picture and give to this tremendous organization. I am deeply honored to be a part of this powerful event honoring America's heroes. Well, we are talking about President Trump saying that he's planning on taking the stand. Uh, Good move, bad move, when and if this goes to a criminal trial. Could it be Georgia? Could it be the D.C. case? Could it be the Florida case? Who knows? There's a million of them out there. Maybe the Alvin Bragg case, depending on appeals. You don't know which one. It's almost like it's like roll the dice. Let's see which one comes out. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith. Line five. Judith, your thoughts. Boy, it's been an interesting night tonight. Your callers are fantastic. And Rita, of course, you have always this exciting show. I want you to know I'm supposed to get up early in the morning every time. And I said, I must listen to Rita's show. Oh, thank you. It's my bedtime, but you're just so exciting. You're so full of energy. It's it's wonderful to listen to you. And by the way, I didn't expect this, but uh, I remember you having an interview with your wonderful father. And I want you to know he was so special. I think about him. I remember the interview. Thank you. He was a man. He was a man with principle, a man with principle with a lot of love. Thank you. And he'd be so proud of you, Rita. He'd be so proud of you. Let me tell you. Thank you. And Judith, Judith, I want to say, too, because we just talked about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Um, To me, my father, who was, as you know, rescued by American troops, there is not a day that went by that my dad was not grateful to be an American and to be so thankful for our emergency workers and also for our military. And so, to me, it's my vow to be able to give back to them 
and say thank you um, and to do whatever we can to help them. Uh, it's sort of the least we can do. And thank you for remembering my, my great dad. That means so much, Judith. Thank you. Yeah, no, he, he loved you and you loved him. It was a great relationship and it was very humble man, very principled and really loving. I loved it. You can't get better than that. You let, let me tell you about this. Uh, by President Trump taking a stand, yes, I think that Trump has nothing to lose and maybe everything to gain at this point in the court of public opinion, Rita, okay? Because he sure will not get a fair trial with this Marxist judge and this DA, Fanny. And I want to tell you something. There was no conspiracy. Trump did nothing wrong with this phone call. It's ridiculous. All these 18 others, including Rudy, Rudy, did nothing wrong. It's just crazy. And I want to tell you something. They are just diabolical. And as far as um, trying to get Trump to get him angry on the stand, whatever, my thought is he is just too cool. He's too cool. He won't fall for it. He's too cool. And he's very honest, very honest, very transparent. And so, therefore, he'll repeat something because he doesn't lie. He does not lie. He'll tell exactly his intentions, exactly how he felt and what he wanted. And he did nothing wrong with the phone call. He did nothing wrong with the documents either. They're being the guy that they should go after is Joe Biden. Well, well, that's why, Judith, that I think he actually, as long as he kind of doesn't go off the rails, they're going to try to get under his skin. As he can stay composed and focused, he could be incredibly effective. I mean, I've talked to him many times, um, and he's a smart guy, and he's focused, and he could come across as compassionate. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Hunter Biden may be facing justice very soon. The special counsel, David Weiss, in that case, says, the formed Justice Department just a little bit ago, that essentially there will be an indictment on gun charges just for Hunter Biden, but not the other stuff. This is what Kimberly Guilfoyle had to say. Of course, she's one of the advisors there to President Donald Trump, and this was her response to it. I'm going to be positive. It's a good sign, but it's long past due. This should have come years ago, but because of the public pressure for accountability, for justice, for transparency, we're finally seeing a slight development. So this is what needs to happen. You know, it's obviously very important. We're going to see this coming forward about September, you know, 29th, according to the report. Um, I'm hopeful that we will finally see some accountability. It is long past due. And you look at this, the juxtaposition of what they have done, the persecution publicly of Donald Trump with four sham indictments and 750 plus years that they're looking at Mm -hmm. to try to imprison him. American people are waking up and it's all across the country and they want to see the accountability. I believe this will be just the beginning and the reckoning and retribution will come when Donald Trump restores accountability and justice Mm -hmm. when he is reelected in 2020. And do you think this is turnaround? Because this comes 
as it looks like Congress is planning to do that impeachment inquiry. The vote could happen later this month, maybe beginning of next month. Uh, but both James Comer and Jim Jordan seem to believe that the votes are there. And that could be extremely significant if it looks like it is headed to at least an inquiry. It gives them the authority to start looking at subpoenas, to have some enforcement because it's coming from the legislature. It's not just, you know, you know, a tenuous. It comes from an impeachment authority. The question is, McCarthy said it has to go to a vote. So he says he's going to put it up for a vote first. Uh, the question is, does he have the votes? And James Comer says, yes, he has the votes. Jim Jordan seems to think so, too. And there are even members of the Freedom Caucus, uh, Matt Gates and some others, saying that if this vote doesn't happen, he's going to try to even remove Kevin McCarthy. You could see there's some division even within the GOP. So it's going to get messy if it doesn't go to a vote. And if it gets shot down in a vote, there will be some definite fighting, infighting in the Republican Party. Uh, I think that they should do an impeachment inquiry because at least it gives them the authority to get the answers and get to the bottom of this. And if they are indeed able to have an impeachment inquiry, uh, then they can have the authority to actually go forward with the information and have at least a little power behind the subpoenas. They can say it comes through this impeachment official request. It's better than it being just one committee uh, that they could be construed as partisan, even though, of course, the Democrats are going to say it's partisan. I mean, my gosh, look at the January 6th commission. Did you think that that wasn't partisan? My goodness. But at least it gives them much more power to be able to make these requests and get to the bottom of it. And by the way, uh, because it's just, quote, an impeachment inquiry, it's not an impeachment. It's just we're looking into it. It's a search to get to the truth. Well, then the Biden family shouldn't be saying, you know, shouldn't be putting up roadblocks. There should be no issues whatsoever. They should say, yeah, full steam ahead. Look into anything. Ask us anything. Put anybody under oath. There shouldn't be any stonewalling. There shouldn't be any problems because they should believe that at the end of the day, they'd be exonerated. And then they can at least say to the American public, no, everything's fine. So you would think that it's a service, not just obviously to Republicans who are gathering all these very, I think, fishy looking bank records and the aliases. There's a lot of fishy stuff there. And I think it certainly warrants being looked into and all the money going into Hunter Biden's account and other family members and through these businesses and the shell companies. Let's see if they can connect the dots. To the president, the president has still maintained he's never done business or met the business partners of Hunter. Uh, A lot of people find that incredibly hard to believe. So let's see it. Let's put it all out there and let the American public decide. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Now, here is, this is John Yu. This is Cut 17. And John Yu said earlier that he's very suspicious of this deal uh, that looks like it may be coming forward. Remember, the plea deal fell apart. Hunter Biden's attorneys are saying that the plea deal should be back on. The gun charge was separated from the uh, tax charges. And now it looks like they're going forward on the tax charges. First of all, the tax things, that should have been a two-second deal because he lied on the form. He was a druggie, even by his own accounts, according to what he wrote in the book. He was going to plead guilty to basically a diversion program. So now it looks like it's going to come back. They're pushing for it to be diversion. 
Let's see if the special counsel has a lot more than just a diversion in mind. And let's see if this is just put some charge out there and say, okay, case closed with Hunter. Hopefully uh, they look into all these other areas as well. But here's John Yu, uh, a former federal prosecutor. This is his take on what was sort of a big surprise today that suddenly the special counsel uh, might uh, put his big boy pants on. I mean, if it's only the gun person, a lot of the questions that have been raised are still unanswered because, as you know, the serious charges, the places where we need to see more investigation and where the real deal was faulty has to do with the bringing in of millions of dollars of income from abroad, not reporting it on taxes, uh, looking to appear to evade you know, financial accounting and reporting. The gun charge is important. But it's, I think, a sideshow, actually, to the really important issues, whether there was influence peddling going on here at the behest of foreign governments who were interested in trying to bribe their way into the U.S. government. So where is this all going? And again, President Trump in the middle of all this saying if it goes any of his cases to a criminal trial, he'll take the stand happily and say, this is why I believed these certain things. And he's going to say Presidential Records Act is the reason he had the classified documents. And you can see him in the middle of it all. He's going to be and um And by the way, uh, that doesn't cover somebody who's the vice president or it doesn't cover somebody who at the time was senator. Hint, hint, Joe Biden. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Mike. Line one in South Carolina. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry to keep you on hold, my friend. Hey, Mike, call us back. Call us back. We're losing you there. Call us back. I can't hear you. Call us back. Let's go to Pete on line three. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Rita. Glad you took my call. Thank you very much. Enjoy listening to your show every night all the time. Okay, I'm going to start with one thing, and all I'm going to say is this. This is all BS, Rita. You know it. I know it. A lot of your listeners know it all across America because that's where you reach out to. Okay, and here it is. Number one, Joe Biden, I'm going to make a prediction. Ready? Joe Biden is going to run to the cellar, go to the basement underground, hide out, just like he's been doing in the last two and a half plus years, okay? Number one, nobody's going to be convicted about a damn thing. Hunter's going to go away. It's all be taken care of, you know. It's just another day in paradise in America. And you know what's going to happen? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're going to bring on COVID with the mandates like they're doing right now under the campaign process, okay? As a Vietnam vet, I know all about propaganda and government. And this is what I'm going to tell you, Rita. Seriously, what they're going to do is they're going to bring out the COVID mandates like they're doing right now to do the cover. And Joe's going to go back to his basement or his beach home in Rehoboth Beach in Delaware and you know what? All forgiven. And you know what? He, I don't know whether he's going to run again. I can't make that prediction. I don't have a clue about that. But people in this country, Rita, better wake the hell up because they're taking this country over. And these people are not socialists. They're commiecrats. And people better wake up and get the hell, get used to it and fight for it to go against them. You know, I, I heard you, say. And Pete, thank you, by the way, for your service to my friend. Um, you know, you talked about the whole sort of basement strategy. I I agree with you. I think that's where they're headed. 
I mean, you see them already sort of starting to talk about masking, starting to talk about vaccination. I mean, there are different cases popping up around the country. The first lady has it right now. Um, but still, you're looking at all. I, I, you just, I see it kind of happening. Oh, oh, well, maybe we need to go to absentee ballots again. Uh, maybe we need to do mail-ins. We need to do this. We need to do, uh, drop boxes. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if they try to do it all over again, sadly, because they're going to say, well, he stayed in the basement last time. And clearly every time he gets out, there seemed to be some sort of blunder. So I can't say, I blame them for trying to keep them out of the out of the limelight as much as possible, Pete. I'm not saying it's the right strategy for America, but clearly every time he gets out there, it's some weird, bizarre comment about the ground too hot or laughing about being homeless after he leaves Florida where people are homeless. I mean, it, it, he is so inappropriate with his comments. It is crazy. And, and you're right. People just need to be aware of what is going on. And I would hope that we would all be going, wait, this cannot happen again. We know your game. We got it. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert uh, in Philly, line four. Go ahead, Robert. Hi, Rita. It's good to talk to you again. Um, I kind of agree with what Jacqueline was saying about Trump testifying, although I would point out that he will also be um, addressed by his attorney. You know what I'm saying? So he'll be able to say anything he needs to say when his attorney is questioning him. Um, the 14th Amendment and all these plans, these subhuman Democrats have in, have in mind for Trump, none of that is going to come to fruition without going to the Supreme Court. It can't. Okay, They're going to wait until it gets to the appeals process, but once it gets to the Supreme Court, Trump is going to be our nominee. And we're not going to have accountability for anybody in the current Trader Joe administration until he's president again. Okay, and I predict that he'll get about 85 million votes. And one more thing, I take the time and I read all four indictments from beginning to end. Okay, it took me hours. Yeah, I was (laughs) going to say that's a lot. And what did you learn? I learned that any everything that they're accusing him of is like their interpretation of his motivations. It's nothing that would stand up in court. They're saying, well, Trump's evil, so he must be guilty. That is it in a nutshell. And there are going to be so many things that this can be thrown out on appeal from um, misconduct by the judge to uh, harassing his attorneys and making it hard for him to get representation for um, election tampering, for malicious prosecution. It's just replete. I mean, the Democrats have to know this. It has to be a dog and pony show for them just to keep Joe Biden off the pages. And I just encourage people, read these indictments and you'll see for yourself. If they get a conviction in a corrupt place like D.C. or New York, it's going to get swiftly overturned by the Supreme Court with prejudice. There may even be sanctions against this cast of characters that are doing this nonsense to Trump. And He's going to win in the end, and we're going to win in the end. We just got to be patient because we can't do a thing until election time comes. But our Republicans in the House are gathering all the information we're going to need. Things are going to be all right, Rita. You guys have yourself a great week, and I appreciate the time. Well, I love your great positive spirit and your patriotic and dedicated spirit, Robert. Um, And I agree. Everybody needs to be patient. And the way to respond is at the voting booth. Tell people to get out and vote. 
uh, for who you think is going to keep this country safe and puts this country first. That is the priority because, boy, are we in a mess. We need help. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. And I'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Everybody, I know you know about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which is an amazing organization. And they have a huge walk run every year. And it is coming up on Sunday, September 24th. And all of us here at WABC Radio, which is, of course, the flagship station here of the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are encouraging all of you to donate to our individual teams. That's right. You can go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com, walk.ritacosbyonline.com, and just click on my picture and donate. All of the proceeds go to Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Please help me raise the most money here at the station for this incredible organization for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Run, which raises so much money to help America's heroes. Let's never forget those that helped our great heroes and the Tunnels to Towers Foundation is something that is so special to me personally. I have known them for decades, and they do incredible work. We were at the big gala last year, and we got to meet so many of the recipients of the Tunnels to Towers, whether it's building their homes or the scholarship funds All of these different things that they do, it is nothing short of remarkable. And it is helping those who have given so much to us and their families. Let them know we will never, ever forget. So let's raise some money, please, for our veterans and for our first responders and, of course, 9-11 victims. That is what the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is all about. It's a big walk run, again, coming up Sunday, September 24th. Go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com, walk.ritacosbyonline.com. Click on my picture, and please do what you can to help this incredible organization that I love so much and that does so much, uh, especially as we're right around the corner from 9-11, commemorating yet another somber anniversary. Never, ever, ever forget. Well, we are talking about the protests also going on at some of the migrant shelters. Who could forget uh, this one not that long ago? This was in Staten Island. Take a listen to some of the cheering and chanting, mostly by grandmothers. Go home! We don't want you! Go back! Go back! We got all And by the way, uh, just coming out a few hours ago, that now a 16th mega shelter will be built in New York City uh, to accommodate the thousands upon thousands that are coming to New York every week. Uh, The next one's going to be in Long Island City, which is sort of a residential area, if you will, of New York City. And it is going to be a full-scale migrant facility. They're going to have, at starters, just a couple hundred single adult males that haven't been screened. They haven't been vetted. They haven't been checked for criminal backgrounds. 
and then they're going to move it up to about a thousand. Wow, wow, wow. You can imagine there'll be protests there too. We're going to take your calls after the break and also support our heroes. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, I wanted to share this story with you. To me, this man is a real-life Rambo. When you hear what this guy went through, it is no doubt he deserved the Medal of Honor. President Joe Biden awarded this week the Medal of Honor to Captain Larry Taylor, honoring the Army pilot who risked his life during the Vietnam War by flying into heavy enemy fire to save four members of a recon team from almost certain death as they were about to be overrun. The president described what this hero endured on the night of June 18th 1968. Listen to this. June 18th, 1968. It was pitch black. No moon, no stars, no light beyond the glow of Lieutenant Taylor's cockpit controls when he heard a whisper coming through his radio. We're surrounded. We're surrounded. That's what he heard. The call had come from a four-man Army patrol unit just northeast of Saigon a unit that included Sergeant David Hill. Earlier that day, the men had set out to recon the area. But in the dark, the men found themselves in the middle of the Vietnam Viet Cong stronghold. Nearly 100 enemy soldiers now encircled their unit. The men picked up the radio and made a call. It was no longer a recon mission. They needed a rescue mission. Without hesitation, Lieutenant Taylor and his co-pilot began racing toward them. Lieutenant Taylor knew the risk, but he was ready. Over the radio, he said, let's get to work. The flare went up, and the flight flight was on. The enemy fire lit up the night. Then Lieutenant Taylor heard a sound. Not only meant one thing, his helo was hit. And then it was hit again and again and again. At that point, according to Army standards, he could have left the fight. Well, Lieutenant Taylor had his own sacred standard. Quote, you never leave a man on the ground, end of quote. He tried to find an escape route for the unit, his Cobra taking more rounds as he did. He kept trying to radio for rescue, knowing that he and his men below were almost out of time and ammunition. On his last try, he learned that any attempt to save the men had been called off. The rescue helicopter was not coming. Instead, Lieutenant Taylor received a direct order, return to base. His response was just as direct. I'm getting my men out. Lieutenant Taylor would perform the extraction himself, a maneuver never before accomplished in the Cobra. But that was the least of his problems. First, Lieutenant Taylor needed to give his men a way out of the rice paddy where they'd been pinned down. He needed diversion. So despite the fact that he had no rockets or rounds left, Lieutenant Taylor drew the enemy fire himself, using his landing light to trick the enemy into thinking he was still at ammo. He started making runs on the Viet Cong fighters. The ruse worked a few times, but it was enough for the men to make it 
to the extraction point. There, still under heavy gunfire, Lieutenant Taylor landed. The men mounted the exterior of his, heli of his helo, clinging to the skids, climbing on the rocket pods. Within seconds, Lieutenant Taylor was back in the air, but the mission wasn't over. Lieutenant Taylor saw his fuel light flickering. He had started off with 1,600 pounds of gas, and now he had about six, not enough to make it back to base. Worse, the soldiers he was carrying were covered in wet mud and clinging to the Cobra against 50-knot wind. Even if he could make it back to base, his men would freeze or fall first. So he once more risked his own safety for his fellow teammates. He located a friendly area to set his bird down. The four men dismounted the helo and disappeared back into the pitch-black night. No moon, no stars, no light beyond the glow of their faces when they briefly turned and saluted Lieutenant Taylor for saving all four of their lives. Wow. If that doesn't reinforce to all of us that there are heroes living among us. And one of the most beautiful things was Captain Taylor now goes to many of these different reunions, these Vietnam veteran reunions. And he was talking about the president and others saying when he goes to these reunions, he runs into a lot of young people who say, thank you. I wouldn't be here if you didn't save my father or you didn't save my grandfather. I owe everything to you. Uh, and to me, that is a true, true selfless hero. And he epitomizes the courage and the bravery of our military. Bravo. It just, I wanted to share it with you because when I watched it this week and to see Captain Taylor, who's now an older guy there, uh, he's now 81 and he had tears in his eyes from Tennessee. And you could see when he was receiving this and to see some of the other guys there and other family members there. Uh, boy, uh, if that is not a rock star, bigger than any other uh, guy that you see perform on a stage, bigger than a Bruce Springsteen or the Beatles, uh, I will take Captain Larry Taylor any day of the week. And the fact that he said, I am getting my men out. Think about the guts of steel of that men. And, of course, all of you brave men and women in the military, thank you so much. I wanted to share that with all of you guys tonight. Well, I'm a big believer, uh, believer, as you guys know, in law and order. And things have been a mess in so many cities across this country. Case in point, this latest case, which is just absolutely horrible, of the 60-year-old woman, a disabled woman, who was being beaten on a New York subway station. It was captured on video, and the woman in the toll booth, it was a woman who was watching it, uh, was recording it and was kind of calm. I, I want to get your thoughts on this because it was a little awkward how she was kind of just giving a little bit of a play-by-play -play of what she's watching, filming it, um, but didn't intervene. Obviously, it's scary. It's 3.30 in the morning, but still, it's, you know, I, it, it, I'm very uncomfortable with someone sitting there saying, oh, he's wearing this, he's doing this. Seems like maybe she's seen this stuff, sadly, happen all the time, which she probably has, given it is a New York subway. Well, thank goodness they caught the monster. Uh, he's a 43-year-old guy who has had nine priors, including assaults, uh, including a 2017 bust for assaulting a cop on a Harlem train platform. So he's been down this road before. Um, and by the way, last night, I know many of you listened to the show on WABC. 
my buddy Dominic Carter uh, gave one of the most powerful, I thought, um, explanations about what happens to these people who have psychological problems. He talked about what he went through in his own home. And I thought very courageously shared the story of what happened with his mom and what he endured and what he overcame was nothing short of remarkable. Uh, I encourage all of you guys, if you didn't hear Dominic's show last night, um, he follows me on WABC uh, in just a few minutes from now. Hopefully he'll talk about it again or make sure you call him and ask him because it was just so powerful and it moved me to tears to hear what he endured and what he overcame is nothing short of heroic but also such powerful insight to what's happening with our justice system and those who need help and need to be on medication and need to be locked up. They need to be institutionalized. They need to be forced to have their meds. And this guy was case in point, 43 years old, Norton Blake. Thank goodness they busted the guy before there are so many mistakes made. And I want to hear your thoughts as to what went so horribly wrong. I'll tell you mine. I have a lot of problems with this case on so many levels. Because apparently, first, they stopped the guy. They're talking him, and the guy said, oh, I'm going after her. And she basically said, wait, 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 I'm clearly the victim. She's laying there. She's clearly the one who's injured. They see that she's been beaten, but they told her that they might have to take her in as well, and then she didn't want to go. Uh, That's what some other folks were saying earlier today, and that was the reason the cops decided to let him go. I mean, what a bizarre thing. How could you let that person go? She's laying there. That was a huge mistake. And we need to find out exactly why these officers let him go. Finally, they at least caught him, thank goodness, but thank goodness they tracked him down. I mean, why would you ever let somebody like this go? This is There's so many problems here. Were they afraid that what they get hauled into internal review or something like that? I mean, this is crazy. Listen to the woman. This is the 60-year-old woman speaking out about what she endured. Take a listen. He really started cursing at me, and then and he pushed me, and he hit me with his cane. He knocked me down. He with took his cane or your cane? His cane. I didn't have no cane. I'm a walker. Okay. He beat me with my walker, too. Wow. And then we also know that he beat her and beat her and beat her. He hit her 54 times, head legs, arms, everywhere. It is painful to hear. So why in God's green earth do you think the cops let this guy go? And what do you think went wrong that the woman in the toll booth, of all things, and when you hear her, she's just kind of methodically describing what she's seeing like another day, just another day, I guess, on the New York City subway. That is so scary. Have we become so desensitized? It's painful to hear, but Here's a little bit of, sadly, this woman being beaten because the toll worker captured it all on tape. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yes, the only weapons that are used. Yes, there are injuries. Yes. She's being hit with a cane now. And the cane's broken on her. That to me, there are so many problems. Yeah, she's being hit with a cane now. 
Um, yeah, you know, it's happening right now. I mean, what what is happening to our society, to our moral fiber, that she could just sit there so casually and do that? And what would you do? Granted, it is hard. Uh, it's a woman and it's 3.30. I wonder if there's other people around. Finally, thank goodness the cops came. But this guy didn't just hit her with her walker and the cane and all that stuff. He also started kicking her, punching her. I mean, it is amazing. She's alive. And, in fact, he was angry that, you know, at first he was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. He thought maybe he killed her. And then he was, like, trying to move her and then kick her again. I mean, this is clearly somebody with such psychological issues that this person never should see the light of day. This person should be locked up, forced to have their meds. And clearly, if you look at also the criminal background, boy, oh, boy, what was he ever doing walking free? There are so many problems with this. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to line two. Uh, Larry, your thoughts about this. This is so upsetting. You know, Rita, I was trying to make this point to Dominic last night, you know, but I was he didn't want his thunder to be stolen, so he wrote me off the phone. Look, if you're going to have a station at 3.30 in the morning with no cops, at least put a man who is capable of doing something in the token booth, not a woman. You got no cops and a woman who sits there filming? You know, if you had a man there who had a can of bear spray, he would have the option of going out with the can of bear and saving the woman. He doesn't have to. As a token booth clerk, he doesn't have to. But at least a man would feel like he has to be a man and step up to the plate. I mean, so what are they doing? They're double um, guaranteeing that nothing is being done by putting a female who sits there filming. I mean, it's like almost like they want people to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Well, and and two or three things, Larry. Um, First off, obviously, Dominic, with all the issues with mental health, that he went through in his own family. So he has, you know, obviously a very um, personal uh, expertise at it, sadly, because of what he went through and, and amazingly um, overcame. I mean, it really is impressive what he overcame. But um, your point about the girl, um, I agree. I don't think, uh, you know, I and I'm speaking as a woman, um, I don't think that she should be there or at least have some sort of mechanism to stop it because, the other problem, too, is the guy looks like kind of a big guy. And the issue is if you are not on your meds and if this guy is clearly into some psychiatric uh, psychosis breakdown, uh, you kind of become superhuman and it's hard to stop him. Even a guy might have a hard time stopping him. They just get so enraged and so psychotic and all these other problems. So you really do need something to stop. Like you said, maybe it's like a you know, some sort of pepper spray or something that could sort of just sedate them. They have to come up with some plan. And what bothers me so much, Larry, and and I agree, it is harder for a woman. I I would like to know, were there any other people who pass by? We don't know that yet. Were there other like, you know, you know, just other, you know, customers that were just kind of going on the train at that time? Did they just walk by? I would hope not. But it is kind of scary. But you got to try to stop this guy, do something, or distract him. You know, a lot of those uh, glasses are bulletproof glass. Maybe they, maybe if she even banged on the window or did something, hopefully she'd be fully locked in so he couldn't come in. But maybe there's something she could have done to at least taken his attention away, even if she didn't want to get out of the booth for fear. But there has to be some sort of plan, like you said. And what scares me, Larry, is that she's so calm. She's like, yeah, he's beating her. Are you you're like, I mean, this woman's lucky she's alive. 
I'm talking about the woman who's getting beaten on the ground. And the woman in the toll booth was just sort of like, yeah, he's, I would be, I, I, you know, I hope I never become so desensitized that if I saw something like that, A, I wouldn't try to stop it. And B, I wouldn't say, hurry up and get here and try to like do something. Just try to create some sort of sound somewhere else. Or maybe there's some sound you can put on in the station. Uh, so the guy freaks out and thinks, you know, police are coming and he runs. There's got to be some sort of situation. She clearly just sort of sat there and let it happen. That needs to be reviewed, too. And why do the cops let them go, too? There are so many questions. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-8489-2. The Rita Cosby Show. And thank goodness this woman who was beaten to a pulp on videotape is alive. Uh, but she can't believe that police at first let her attacker get away. And also, what was the woman in the toll booth doing just filming it and kind of giving a calm play-by-play? I'm very uncomfortable with that. I realize it's scary and it's crazy. But A, the subway has to have a plan you can't just have somebody beaten and you sit there and say, oh, yeah, the person's wearing a gray shirt. Uh, here's what they're doing. Oh, yeah, they're beating them. I mean, wow. Are, are things just so bad that this happens every day? They're so desensitized? That is really sad. 1-800-848-9222. Um, let's, go to, let's go to Joaquin, line five. Joaquin, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, you know what? Here's the problem now. In these blue communist cities, they sent a message loud and clear. If you intervene like that Marine did on the subway, you open yourself up to the possibility of being locked up in jail for many years. And this is happening in other cities also. There was that Uber driver, I think, in Austin, Texas. Hopefully Governor Abbott's going to pardon him. You know, but unfortunately, it's what they want. They want the destruction. But you know what? You know what? You brought up, um, you know, somebody intervening and you brought up the Marine. I think about Daniel Penny. You're right. Cause remember, he got in trouble for trying to help. Um, I'm also thinking about Jose Alba. Uh, that's that, uh, the bodega worker. Remember, he was attacked and then he gets thrown in Rikers because he defends himself. And what a sad place. I, I think you're sadly right, Joaquin, that people are just so sad and sort of so desensitized, uh, that they're afraid to intervene. Um, or in this case, maybe they see it so much. Maybe the troll worker sees it so much. I mean, that's that's also a sad place to be. If they're, they're so desensitized, that's a bad thing. Uh, let's go to Jimmy, line three. Jimmy, your thoughts. Till we have a permanent fund, a fund, a bank account, whatever, full of money to help good Samaritans when they need it. People are going to be more fearful, fearful of intervening just for the examples you gave of other people who intervened. I think there's probably also a rule about leaving the uh, booth. I know I was told by a guy who works in transit, when you work in the booth, when you go to the bathroom, at least it used to be, when you have to go to the bathroom, you have to call it in. So in case you're not in the booth and they contact you, they don't think something's wrong and send like an emergency crew. Look, that guy that called up complaining that you need a man in the booth, that guy called up last night, I heard him. The guy sounds crazy. Now, man, look, anybody who intervenes is going to have trouble. First off. Exactly. By the way, Jimmy, that's what I said to him. You heard what I said that like, I mean, obviously, as a woman, it is. But the, the subway has to have a plan. 
Like, you can't just have somebody beaten up, whether it's a man or a woman in the booth, and you don't do anything. I mean, there's got to be, I, 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 you heard what I said, some sirens or make some noise or do something. I mean, they can't just leave these people high and dry and say, okay, well, they're just being beaten. And whenever the police can come, if they're alive, uh, fine. I mean, that's what it almost feels like. That We are in a really, really sad place if that's the case. You guys call back. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Thank you guys. Have a good night. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.